on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Like, you know what you're doing. You want me to feel bad. You want me to feel a certain way. And for narcissists, there is this satisfaction of really having things their way, whether you like it or not. And no one can make me feel guilty or crazy or bad about anything. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. The Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I am back. I am back. And we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to talk about a topic that we don't really touch too often, but it is about toxic mother-in-laws. So if you have a toxic mother-in-law, or maybe you don't even know if you have a toxic mother-in-law, but... My guest tonight is going to drop some gems, so I'm going to play this intro, and then we're going to get right into it. Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means, and being with self-esteem, beauty supreme, and booty walk so mean, the way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens, or a doctor, red wine or vodka, redesign your spot and redefine your mantra, retwist your locks and realign your chakras, doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh, brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip, adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis, celestial body, drink your water, meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order, levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting they shift together. These black girls getting they shift together, man. These black girls are getting they shift together. These black girls getting they shift together, dog. And we're back. Thank you all for tuning in again to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're dropping in on a replay, make sure you type replay. Let me know where you're tuning in from. All right. I'm going to bring my guest out of the waiting room. Hey, girl. Hey, Joy. Hey, again, right? 
Right. I said I'd see you later. This is what that means. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone, I'd love to introduce to you licensed clinical therapist, Joy, with all capital letters. Huh. Hi, guys. Happy evening. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again, again and again for saying yes. So Joy is a show favorite. If you, if she sounds familiar is because she was on last season and our topic was normalizing family dysfunction. And I had several aha moments during that episode. I really did. I really did. And apparently other people did too, because my inbox was popping after that. I love it. The ability for you to just provide a conversation. That's what it really ended up being, remember? <laughs> it really, exactly. So we have a welcome, Joy. Can you see it? Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Quita. All right. Let's get right into this topic of the night, which is toxic mother-in-laws. Mm. Why do you think this is such a taboo topic that people do not want to touch? You know, it's this interesting bubble that comes with this role of mother-in-law. And there is this part where for so long, we didn't talk about the things that were uncomfortable. We didn't challenge different roles in the family. There we go. You already dropping gems already. Challenge the roles. Go ahead. I'm loving it. And it ended up being the inside joke that got out. And now we are talking about what it can be really even in this toxic exchange between a mother-in-law and really that partner that comes into the family. Mm. Well, I love what you said about <laughs> the bubble. It is almost as if the mother-in-law is untouchable. There it is. Because really, this is created within the family. You know, a lot of these interactions that we're going to be talking about tonight seem specific to the mother-in-law, but everyone in the family plays a role in how this keeps happening. Absolutely. Let's get into that. But before we do, I found this interesting statistic. You let me know if you agree or disagree. All right. So one study found that one in four daughter-in-laws mm. despise their mother-in-law, finding her controlling amongst other words. And research has shown that daughters-in-law's resentment stems largely from mother-in-laws thinking that they are the ultimate authority on their son. You just read out of some diaries of some of our viewers because I've heard this. I've heard this in different cultures, in different age groups. And it is something that even if you think about Hollywood, they make movies about this stuff. So this is something that can be shared of an experience mm -hmm. amongst many groups. Exactly. What I found very interesting in this article that I just read was the last sentence when uh, mother-in-laws think that they're the ultimate authority on mm. their son. 
but he is a husband. Wow. Right? Yeah. You know, there is this part that the experience of losing that son and how that deposits in that mother that would kind of even influence the way she reacts to the partner. Mm. Right? Mm. Because there's this fear of loss. There is this grief of the relationship changing that she is creating a barrier to. And so that tells us more about the story between the mother and the son. Wow. Well, we're definitely going to get into the stories. Uh, You're getting some more hellos. Hi. Oh, okay. Here we go. (laughs) She said, can we get straight into the thick of things? Who usually is the main culprit? He, the mom. Okay. Can you, him or his mother, him or his mother asking Mm -hmm. for a friend. (laughs) We have the same friend. Okay. (laughs) I like you kind of focusing on the root of again where is this source of this toxic relationship and i i don't know really and and please help me in our discussion today if it's always the same of who usually is the culprit we'll we'll use his word um it could be different based on the relationship where more of the son is kind of ensuring that this toxic cycle continues because it benefits him or it's just been normalized or the consequences of breaking the cycle are difficult to face. But then you see the mother many times, like I said, in unable to detach, unable to reassert into a appropriate healthy role of support for this new partner. Mm-hmm. It can sometimes be experienced both ways. Right. I read in this article that the son is almost an emotional pillow for the mother. You know, even for us to spotlight our own people, you know, I think it's important important for us to start where we kind of in our culture come from. Oh, explain. Ooh, that mother many times is the head of the household, you know, whether there's an absent present father or (laughs) an absent absent father. Right. Mother assumes this role and her son then becomes kind of at that tier of shared authority to say, you end up being kind of an equal. I cry to you. I tell you my secrets. I feel you're responsible for my healing. You are put into this role to kind of even compensate for what she doesn't have for herself. Mm. And so that bond is what is the survival mode for the family. Oh, would it be for the family or be for the mother? You know what? There's a lot of sons that take on feeling it is their responsibility. It's not. But it's something they share when it comes to Black sons and their mothers. Those are their queens, is the reference. And Mm. so feeling like her happiness is connected to his, that started long ago. Wow. 
So another term that as I was researching this topic <laughs> was the mother-son enmeshment. Yes. When I read that, I said, oh my God, things just started clicking in my head because I've heard it, I've seen yes. it. And, and it's real. And a lot of times people don't realize that there is kind of this destructive pattern because it seems so natural or it works for us or that's what my family generation after generation has always done. And sometimes that outsider, usually the partner that's marrying in, can see from the outside what's happening. And that can be difficult because everybody else kind of believes it's the way that things should be. Exactly. That, like you said, the person who's outside looking in, they have a, a better scope mm. or maybe a clearer scope on yes. yeah. um, what is going on. Right. And then they would be the outcast or yes. the other woman. The other woman. And if you in that mother-son relationship made him your partner at nine years old, then you still kind of feel that different loss for him to take another. Do you, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think we need to get rid of that ideology of telling the little boys, okay, you're the man of the house now. Mm. And his testicles have not even dropped out of his belly yet. And she's making him the man of the house. Right. <laughs> and in that moment, that enmeshment seed is planted. Yeah. Because that's not his original thought. That's not his original role that was given to him. Right. He just wants to go out and play baseball. But now he has to think about how to get these bills paid at nine. Yes. <sighs> and the hard part is on the outside looking in, you recognize that this is how they function, even if it's dysfunctional. Because they think that it's love. They think that it's loyalty. And so now you have this other person coming in looking for that love, looking for that redirected loyalty to them. That can threaten the system. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roxy said, mother-in-laws need to release their sons. You raised him, so let him go live his life. Yes. And that's the thing. Thank you so much, Roxy, for highlighting. He needs you to love and support this life that he's created for himself. Right? Mm -hmm. And if we're honest, that's where the toxic parts really show up. Right? Is There's not this kind of... I have this empathy for mothers that do lose relationships with their adult sons. It's difficult. I think it's absolutely. But when it comes to this point and plan of sabotage or creating this kind of negative energy on purpose, intentional to mm. destroy, that's when you're part of the problem. Exactly. I feel that when um, this is where it's important to practice self-awareness and learning skills on how to raise your emotional IQ. Because mm. if you can step back and look outside of yourself, why am I jealous of my daughter-in-law 
well, the jealousy is a trigger of something mm. from within, but when you don't, when you're not self-aware, yes, you react. It's like you're almost mm. you because you're emotionally immature, even yes. at AARP age to elderly age. And these are just tantrums. Yes. Ooh. And I know we talked even on our last episode about when you are stressed, when you are overwhelmed, when you're going through just an, an obstacle in your life, mm-hmm. you actually regress mentally, emotionally. If you've ever realized when you're having some anxiety that you can't get your words together or you can't remember things or all these parts of you that work at 100%, when you're stressed, it's like you can't do what you normally would do. Mm. That happens too with these mother-in-laws. They're in such a state of that sadness, that depression, that that anger, that really they're not functioning at a hundred percent. No, they're not because they would be able then to see how much you're hurting the son that you say that you love. Yeah, but if they're right, and if they are within their own selves, again, back to that, or lack of self-awareness, mm. they will make it all about them and mm. pointing the finger. And, yes. You know, you got to look at yourself. Yes. You know, that's why shadow work is very important. Mm. You, Yeah, you agree? Thank you for saying that. Yeah, shadow work is so necessary. But I understand why people will not go there because if especially with black women let's keep it real we are these super black women and we operate in perfection shame Mm. so we're not going to touch that right Mm. we're not going to touch that but we can look at other people's faults exactly okay may i get to some more of these comments are coming in roxy said oh i remember you roxy i remember roxy yes Roxy said, it's worse when a mother doesn't have a man. Say it, Roxy. Doesn't have a man of her own. She uses her son to fill this void, which causes serious issues on both sides. But you know what? Even if the mom, I see if the mom has a man at home or not, to me it's the same because her husband can be emotionally absent. Yes. That's that absent part because this is rooted in her own insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. This fear of losing control, right? This sense of not mattering in the same way that Mm -hmm. that really is kind of the fear. And that fear turns into this anger and this possessive kind of misdirected kind of just destructive pattern of behavior. And it's one of those things where when you're in it, you don't see it because everything is justified. She's not good enough for him. They really believe it. She needs to be better with the children. They convince themselves that they're doing it for his own good. They're the only honest person that he has. And so to break that, you know, wall down, to pop mm-hmm. that bubble that we were talking about, that, that does take time. Takes time and boundaries. <laughs> yes. So when you told me, 
Yes, I love talking about boundaries. I said, let me change this topic right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Roxy said, it's worse when the mother, okay, I read that. Excuse me. How about here? Yes, we see it from the outside with our own husbands, with our friends' husbands, with our own, ooh, with our own brothers. brothers. Yes. And uh, men always respect and honor your mom, but she doesn't belong in your relationship. Answer two masters. <gasps> you can't. Oh, man. All right. These, everyone, thank you so much for your comments. So let's get into some. <laughs> characteristics we can what time is it we have a little bit of time so she's always right without exception mm. what are your thoughts on that you know this is a characteristic of that toxic mother-in-law and for her word to kind of be the gospel and really no one having the ability to correct or challenge her. That's where that comes from. Why do you think people do not challenge the mother-in-laws? I have my thoughts, but I, I want to please. hear from the professional. No. Oh, Lord, you're so silly. But please, <laughs> share with me. Huh? Share with me. Oh, you want me to share? Um, I think... Okay, I'm going to keep it real. I think sometimes people do not challenge mother-in-laws because sometimes we don't see it in ourselves that we are people pleasers, which goes back to self-esteem. Yes. Which probably goes back. It's not even about the mother-in-law now. Now I'm thinking it's really about the family of origin. So what is it mm. that you feel, wh where is it in your brain where you feel that a um, older person can tell you anything and then you accept it. Mm. So I really think ingrained is really that people please are part of it. And maybe even controlling because if I do everything she says, maybe she'll like me more. And that's what I really think. On both, you? On both ends of this wall, right? There's a mom fearful of the loss of the relationship of her son. But then there's this daughter-in-law, like you said, that's fighting not to lose her position in, in relationship by that people-pleaser yeah. reaction, right? So they're both fearful of loss, not mattering, not being a part of the family. But they're doing it really in the risk of hurting each other when they actually want the same thing. Yes, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yes, they want the same thing. And they but want then, him to be happy. They both do. Wait, you said because they want him to be happy? And they also both want him to be happy. Ooh, that's some good stuff. That's good. Yeah, it's real. I never thought about it like that. But it gets covered up with all the extra. Yeah. I see it as adult tantrums. Really, I do. Yes. You know, yes. I'll keep it real. I mean, I see that with my parents. Mm. And it still hurts. Don't get me wrong. But 
the blow is cushioned a little because I realized that they have their unhealed, unprocessed trauma and that they are just projecting on me. And because mm. I am a proud cycle breaker, I no longer fit that mold, you know? So of course I'm the outcast because you, I don't care how old anyone is. You're not going to talk to me with this respect or I'm not going to allow it and just, okay, mm. because you're a family member. No. No. Because I'm a recovering people pleaser. And I do know, and I feel like that probably can't come from daughter-in-laws also, is yes. that um maybe a fear of abandonment when they were younger and it's a blind spot. Yes. I mean, that, that really, and it's interesting even when you think about like how the mother's insecurities kind of even deposited in the son connected to him finding a person that had this insecurity in her that oh. reverted back to the mother that raised him. I just learned that in group therapy last night. They just, you're right. You attract to what you know. So more often than not, they marry their mother. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. And so the mother is like standing in a mirror of herself. Exactly. And she wasn't the one chosen, which really hurts. Not good. It's, it's, Not and, good. And, 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 you know, that goes back to even for psychiatrists and psychologists, you know, I think about Freud and that mother-son bond and the daughter-father, you know, that relationship and how that takes on. But yeah, that ability for her to be right, that was a pedestal that the family created for her that everyone just ensures continues. You know, I was just talking to a really good friend of mine. I love dearly. She said, we were just talking about this a couple of hours ago about listening to the older people. And I'm like, no, not all the time we were talking about that because they're just as toxic and they put on, they pass down those toxic traits and then we pick it up, but we don't know any better. You know, we we just don't know any better. And you know, it's interesting because some of those traits are then mislabeled as values, right? Because you have to be a respectable person to let someone say something bad to you because they're older than you. That means you're a good person. That, that's what was taught to us. But no, that is not really what it is. That's disrespectful. There's disregard for me, boundaries, you know, and it was brushed under the rug. It was seen as you're being a good Christian, a good daughter, a good whatever it is. I was just going to say that term when people say, well, I'm going to be the better, per- the bigger person or mm. that's not Christian. Like, no, I feel that it's an excuse to not hold firm boundaries. It is an excuse. It is an excuse. But we in society turned it into a positive value. Absolutely. To say, don't argue this, don't challenge this, be small, especially for women. Just be small, be invisible, be silent. Yeah. And now you are accepted and now you are. And it was a lie from the beginning. Right. And now that you say that about being small and fitting in this box, I think that also is now is bigger scope than the mother-in-law. 
Well, then what is it within me that I feel like I need to play small and fit inside this bubble and box? So now it's not even about the MIL. To me, it's about, okay, what, what's what's going on back here? Yes. Witnessed or felt growing up where yes. it was acceptable to be small and not live out mm. loud. Right. Girl, let me go back to number two. <laughs> <laughs> She's dismissive. <sighs> yes. You know, realizing that her opinion matters the most is going to make everyone else feel less than. But it's on purpose. It's on purpose. Yes. What do you mean? What does it feel like to decide who's right and who's wrong? Oh, wow. There's a godlike concept to that one. It's like, I am the final word. I get to approve this and that. I have power. I have control. I was just going to say the control. And again, I don't know. Maybe they grew up not, or they probably grew up not being in control. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. But But, um, that's definitely one where it's like, you have this person that's looking for approval and validation in her role as the partner to your son. Mm. And well, if that's what she wants, that's the very thing I'm going to keep from her. Damn. (laughs) On purpose, remember? On purpose. (laughs) Number three, she makes it clear she does not like you. Again, how is it respectable to take that response from someone, but a mother acting that way, that's accepted too, right? To say, man, I wonder for you, when will she be good enough? What will be kind of that one thing where you feel like she deserves your son? I mean, that's what really it encircles, right? Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> this next point, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. She expects complete subservience. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you for saying it out loud. Because for so long, even in our culture and our society, we weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to rock the boat. And so you just put your head down. And that was out of love and loyalty. But it was so toxic to the relationship because no one should have that much authority over a relationship that's not about them. Ooh, can you repeat that again? Let me write that down. (laughs) That's good. Yes, no one should have that much authority. Wow. A relationship that has nothing to do with them. Mm. This goes back to what we talked about for this next pillar is she has control issues. Yeah, it goes through. This is a fun one here. I need to get back to these comments. The the comments are going to blow up after this next point. She doesn't respect your words, choices, or personal space. (sighs) Yes. 
Just treat you like a burden. Just like you're not smart, you're incapable. Really everything to drive you away. Exactly. What are your thoughts on when the mother-in-law does not respect your personal space, whether it be uh, your home, um, personal items? What are your thoughts on that? You know, this is really where even the husband, the son, is important to this intervention of putting up a boundary to manage kind of what's going on, you know, for mom to kind of invade and overstep. This is something that she can focus on. She can address. But if that partner, if her son does not buy into this or be a part of this, then it ends up being kind of two against one, right? Where mom comes over without knocking or she just kind of makes that home her space. You know what happens next. The wife goes to the husband, talk to your mom. He minimizes it. You're being too, don't be, she's trying. And then you end up feeling like you're wrong and what you're feeling doesn't matter. And so it really has to be a conversation that starts with the husband and that wife. I totally agree. I feel that when the union is a union, they can go together and talk to that mother-in-law because I feel if they're not together as a cohesive unit, Mm. any cracks, that's where a mother-in-law can go right in through that fissure and... Yes. So I was reading, of course, with this research, I was reading this article and it was talking about this movie. And in the movie, there was a family unit, the husband, wife, kids, and then the mother-in-law, husband, and some other nieces, nephews. So the husband and wife, they were approaching their uh, milestone anniversary. Right. Well, the daughter-in-law, the wife, she didn't get it. She was planning on a trip. Well, then the mother-in-law took it upon herself and paid for the entire trip for all family members. So the wife was upset because she said, this is my anniversary. It was one of those monster-in-law type movies. Oh, I love it. I forgot the name of it. Yes. And so the now the husband and wife got into it because the husband said, why are you acting like this? My mother is doing something nice for us. But in reality, the mother-in-law was being controlling Yes, because, well, I can't get the trip how I want it. I'm just going to invite everyone, right. even though there was no financial burden. That wasn't even an issue for her. Right. It hurt. But even what you're describing, that's a narcissist. That's what the diagnosis would be of what it is for you to get to this point where if you're creating kind of these intrusive parts, kind of as an extension of like, I'm doing something good, but really you're just being invasive. And that ends up being kind of the whole performance or the whole response, it's like, you know what you're doing. 
You want me to feel bad. You want me to feel a certain way. And for a narcissist, there is the satisfaction of really having things their way, whether you like it or not. And no one can make me feel guilty or crazy or bad about anything. Wow. That's the rule of a narcissist. Yes. You know, uh, this is where my learning curve is because of how I grew up I, in some relationships I've had, narcissistic relationships. Same. I've always equated it to a male, but I know there are female narcissists, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been around more male. Wow. And it is. It's one of those that e either way you can kind of see in, in research that it's more male dominated, but the idea of the patterns of behavior mm -hmm. of knowing and having the intention to divide and destroy and be deceptive and on the outside, creating a situation where you're untouchable. Mm. Ooh, takes a special type of person to Ooh. do that. So, um, so for the listeners, what are your thoughts on this? Please drop it in the comments. I promise you the comments are coming in. I'm going to read them, but let's just get through this list. But please keep the comments coming in because we're all learning from this. And, uh, you know, now I'm looking at the rest of this list. This is definitely a narcissistic list. Look, she plays emotional yeah. games. Mm. You know what you're doing? It, it feels like she's a puppeteer right just pulling those strings exactly exactly this is sad this next point she engages in smear tactics that is a true narcissist yes that is my father's one of his many weapons of choice tell me more Oh my God. Well, because I no longer fit that toxic, toxic pattern. Yeah. And he, he's having an, um, an emotional tantrum. Mm. So, well, I'm not going to fight her. Well, I'm going to poison her name. So yeah, mm. he uses smear tactics because he's not getting what he wants because I'm no longer part of that toxic family system. No mm. more. Wow. And the, the, uh, the more, the firmer my boundaries are. Yes. And he starts cranking up the oh, smear. Yeah. He turned it oh, up just yeah. like a stove. Yes. Woo. Because it's supposed to work. It's supposed to make you regret. It's supposed to make you recant. It's supposed to make you come back and grovel and apologize and be submissive. And that's usually worked for him. Right. The control. Mm. So I am no longer controlled in that aspect. I cut mm. those puppet strings. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just everything under the sun, whatever yeah. comes to his mind. Mm. But And for that mother-in-law, it really is the focus of challenging this reputation that the partner has. Mm -hmm. I need you to go away. I mean, that's the goal. So mm. I have to get you to be seen a certain way, or I have to get you to respond a way so you look like you're the bad guy. There's always a point in the poison. Say that last part again. There's always a point in the poison. Let me write that down. <laughs> there is. I love 
because in, in, in the end, again, if you pop that bubble, you see that you are completely opposite of the person that you want to be. Wait, let me process that. Say that yeah. one more time. If you pop that bubble, because we talked about this bubble that the mother-in-law lives in where she's right. untouchable. But if you pop that bubble and you actually hold her accountable for the smear tactic, then she would actually have to deal with really the negativity, the, the toxic, the damaging version of herself that she's become. Mm. How can you say that you love him or you want a good future for him when you do this to someone he's chosen? Wow. So a lot of it is them justifying what they're doing, but ignoring kind of how toxic it really is. Yes. It sounds extremely self-serving. Next point. She's vindictive, spiteful, grudge holding, and punishing. Yeah. And that partner coming in is going to feel it. Because everyone around them has been dealing it for 30 plus years. Ooh. This is who she is. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. there's something for her to express this and be tolerated by others in the family. Yeah. The key word you just said, being tolerated. Let's put a pin in that. I want to go back to that. The last point is that she's completely self-centered and narcissistic. You just said that. Yes. And that's what's in that bubble of her perspective, right? Because there's a lot of these mothers that if they actually dealt with the hurt and the source of their pain, they would actually deal with some of these problems in a more productive way and have a healthy relationship with their sister you know their daughter-in-law absolutely absolutely so back to this uh this one right here about when you said how she's tolerated okay so i learned this as well about this drama triangle so i feel like a lot especially when i get to the comments i can't re can't wait to go back and read it but a lot of the direction has been pointed towards the mother-in-law. Yeah. However, I also feel that it takes two or maybe even three, but because we stay in a drama triangle mm. that you can't be controlled if you don't allow it. Mm. Right. Yes. So when I learned about the drama triangle, I feel like it's a low key rescue by letting yeah. you think so too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're okay. So what is it? You you are a victim. Yes. Because she's doing her saying her toxic ways. Mm -hmm. Then you're a rescuer because you're not holding boundaries. Then you're a persecutor because then you'll talk about her. Yes. To whoever. To whoever. So, yeah, whoever it is. It's the discharge, but yeah. I mean, it takes two. Mm. What are your thoughts yes. on that? I, I feel the same way. I mean, when you mm. look at that triangle and you kind of see, again, the self-serving position that they post, right? To say, okay, whatever is the threat, 
then I will intervene in that style. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, balls in the air when we're kind of just in this very desperate, depleted, angry place. Right. Keisha said negative energy on purpose. You're right. That's real right there. Okay, there are a lot of comments. All right, I never understood these mother-in-laws complaining about child rearing rather than offering to fill the fill in the <laughs> fill in the gaps. Just help your grandchildren. Yes. Yes. And a lot of it can be, you know, well, this is what I went through or I didn't have anyone. And it's like, and how was that working for you? <laughs> Why would you do that to anyone else? Right. Yeah. And work on your own damn inner child <laughs> instead of projecting on someone else. But she's got to be the victim right now. Yeah. Oh, Joy. Joy is not playing tonight. <laughs> Roxy said, because the wife doesn't want to disrespect the mother-in-law because of her husband. However... Mother-in-laws need to stay in their place. Roxy, you're right. I mean, it goes back to what that husband has identified of mom's role and her power. And whatever he kind of interacts with, she's going to kind of fill that space with her own interaction, right? To say, man, if you brush everything under the rug, you put me in the position to have to do the same. If you look at her and say, that is my wife, and how dare you speak to her that way? Right. And I can follow suit and have those assertive moments with her too. That's hard. Exactly. Why do you think it's so hard for the son to... You know, really in that, that relationship, like I said, this child has been seen as an extension of his mother, he's feeling responsible even for her inner child and the way that she's raised him. And so she can't handle this rejection, this abandonment. And he feels responsible for that. Well, my mom's been through a lot. You'll hear, you know, everyone always leaves her. Who said that? Cause that's not your original thought. That was something you inherited. That's been passed down generation to generation. Some families give Afghan, Afghans. Your family gives trauma. Girl. Sending it down. Ooh. So the son is taking care yes. of his mother's emotional needs subconsciously. Yes. I think consciously yes. and subconsciously. You yes. Think? A little bit of both. Know. Because again, he's thinking it's in love. He's thinking it's in loyalty but he doesn't realize how it destroys and divides his marriage. Ooh, it is definitely a distorted way of thinking. Wow. I never, mm, I never thought about it like that. All right. We have another comment. Oh, old folks will respectfully get. <laughs> I wish I had some confetti. I am so with blind guy and his wife on this comment. Old folks will respectfully get this smoke. There's too much help out here so mother-in-law can get it together to be able to celebrate her son's decisions. Mm. 
And that's what you're really missing out on. The celebration. Yeah. This this new relationship that actually does need you. Right? There mm-hmm. are great things that you can be a part of to support this marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the hard part to say like of what you think you're going to lose, you actually end up costing yourself. Wow. Wow, that's because you could have more if you would be less. Let me write that down. <laughs> no, She's missing good. it. She's missing the good moments. She is definitely. Um, Roxy said no to subservience. Yeah. Be your own person. Absolutely. You know, it's funny when <laughs> I love what you said about being your own person. Because that reduces some stress because mm-hmm. you're not always thinking about what other people think of you. Yes. You're not over explaining your thoughts, actions, emotions. You stand in your truth and in, in mm. your knowing your true self, like capital S self, right? Mm. Oh, God, goodness gracious. Yes, control your control herself. And, oh, this is a good one. Blind guy said, I want to know why the moms do not ever like their son's rock star wife and will accept her daughter's scrubs. Oh, her daughter's scrubs. How about that with open arms? Never mind. I think I might. (laughs) That might be another episode. (laughs) So I guess what she's saying is how the mother will not like the daughter-in-law, but when the daughter brings home a scrub, She has open arms. Well, there's not the threat there, right? It's so funny when you shared this topic with me, what was ringing in my head was an old saying. Now I'm going to totally date myself here, but an old saying my mom would always say, which is your son is your son until he takes him a wife, but your daughter is your daughter for the rest of your life. Wow. And that is real to say there's something about that daughter where the role of the mother kind of still can be maintained. Mm. Right? Because every daughter kind of goes through that like teenage rebellion. And then we realize our mom was right in our 30s. And, you know, then we maybe rekindle in an adult relationship. And so that doesn't threaten this male partner or, or or your partner who's going into a marriage with you. Mom can still assume that same position. Mm. But it's the difference sometimes of that threat of that other female, which, you know, it can be seen in history, in the Bible. I mean, there, there's it's been going on forever. Right. Uh, yeah, she sees her, like you said, the threat the, as the other woman. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> but it's it's so ingrained to be acceptable or kind of a rite of passage or, you know, all of these things when it's like, no, it really is toxic and destructive. Absolutely. And we pass it down like family heirlooms. They can keep that. Mm-hmm. And keep it okay. Blind guy said, Wait, I never felt guilty or crazy or bad. 
I may be the narcissist, but no, I'm not claiming. <laughs> so silly. That's funny. And she also said, I had to write it down too. You can be more as a mother-in-law if you be less, also known as just fall back. Yes, just fall back. Less just fall more. back. Go so heal funny. yourself. Then the heal back will naturally come. Mm, I love that. Heal back. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of, wait, real quick. Does this sound familiar? And I want people in the chat. Uh, I'll see if I can post this. What sounds familiar with these mother-son enmeshments? A mama's boy, mm. an overprotective mother, a substitute for a spouse. And the mother-in-law will be a challenge to their, uh, their marriage. Yes. Yes. That mama's boy. I'm telling you, these are things that people experience across the board. You know, it's these characteristics of being right up under her, always doing what she says, you know, wanting her approval, you know, all of those things that mama boy kind of encompasses. And if you don't grow out of that, Oh, then you won't grow into anything else. Yeah, yeah. You have to Ooh. grow out. Why do you think they do not grow out of that? Because the relationship kind of requires him not to. Because a lot of that subservient response is how she feels loved. Remember, that's her definition. So he wow. has to maintain that to keep her happy, which is the goal for both of them. So then it becomes the goal of his partner too. Wow. Yeah. So do you think subconsciously he may do that? Because what if some? What if a son doesn't like being around his mother yet he won't? You know what? Yeah. Life? And and that's probably one of those things where that boundary had been created prior. Right. To say, like, if there is this point where this child realizes, you know what, something in this relationship is not healthy or I'm not able to manage it or it's just destructive and they've created that boundary or they kind of have this awareness of some toxic traits, they can actually ensure even with that relationship, that marriage, that, you know what, I will address when things are wrong or uncomfortable. Um, but it, but it really is one of those things where if you don't have a relationship with your mother and you can separate, then you, that will show up in your marriage and that will be a benefit. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, as you know, we are solution based here at black girls getting their shift together. So what are some ways to, uh, be solution focused in these enmeshed relationships, these toxic enmeshed relationships. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because I use a tool that kind of helps when relationships start breaking down. You know, it always makes me think of a car. Who do you call when your car breaks down? A mechanic. Ooh, yes. Well, I call AAA. Okay. And so I want people to understand, even in real life, there are triple A's to relationships. And so I have kind of this focus of starting with appreciation. When you're dealing with a difficult situation or a difficult conversation, 
that person first needs to hear this positive connection from you. So if you have that moment with the mother-in-law or you're kind of trying to let your husband know what's going on, let them start with the good to say, you know what? You really matter to me, mom. You know, I appreciate who you've raised him to be or thank you for choosing me and loving me and marrying me and give like whatever it is. I always tell people to start with the positive and then kind of from there asking questions. That's that second A, right? To say, you know what? Let's check in. I need to ask you some questions. I need to get some clarity. I need to kind of share how I feel. And then really in the end, kind of acknowledging the plan to say, I've got to set this boundary. Yes. This is not what works for me. And even for the husband to say, you know what? I need to acknowledge that I'm uncomfortable when she comes in without calling. Or I need you to speak up when I assert myself at dinner parties and your mom shuts me down. You Mm -hmm. need to acknowledge the truth before you end that conversation. So I would give the focus of the triple A's for people to try that. That is awesome. I never heard of that. Yeah. I love acronyms because it's easy and it sticks. So, you know, it's the ability for you to just say, you know what, I'm going to start with the positive, but I'm going to be real. And then I'm going to have a commitment of the plan and action that we've all decided we're going to be a part of. It's like a compliment sandwich. Oh, yeah. It's like when your mom snuck in the vegetables and you're like, I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> and it's good for you. And it's good for you, too. So then what if the mother-in-law, so you've made your, you, you've practiced the triple A's. Yes. You presented it on a nice silver platter, but mother-in-law slapped the platter out your hand. Like mom-in-law is just not, exactly. she's not with the program. Exactly. What do you do next? So even for you, because in the middle of that conversation, while you're asking questions, you're going to feel the vibe. You're going to kind of recognize if she's going to be a part of the solution or the problem. And so depending on if she's a part of the problem and actively in the conversation is showing that, then your acknowledgement sounds differently. It's you acknowledging that you will no longer participate in this way with her. And that access to my house is between these hours. I'm just acknowledging for you what now is going to happen, even if I am the only one (laughs) who wants to participate in this. But I need you to know that from now on, this is what you can expect from me. This is what I expect from you. And to have access to me, my home, my family, my life, this is what we're looking for. Wow. You know, I love that because I feel when you do that, you're you're creating like your own agency for yourself because I feel like if you hold boundaries in a way where you want the person to change, Mm -hmm. to make yourself feel better, but you're still giving that person that control. Mm. So it's almost like a, like a God complex almost. Yes. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yes. That makes sense. But you taking back your power with that change and acknowledgement to say, you know, even for you to say, this is now how we are going to engage. Mm. And you then leave it up to them. You know, just like you would with that child who has a tantrum on the floor. When you're done, you can join the family. We'd love to have you. We're having dinner tonight. 
But when you're ready, you can join us. You're doing I love thing. that. Yeah. With your husband backing you. Yes, it has to be. It, yeah. It has to be. Because that's when the fissures come in and, yeah. you know, someone who's controlling, that's all they need to see. Division. Mm, that's yeah. some good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Is there anything else you'd like to add on to any solution? Because that triple A was amazing. Yes. And the biggest thing for these women, right? And, and even in this position of the one that's coming into the family, I, I want you to remember there's a reason that you were picked for that family, that there is an ability for you to kind of maybe even make some positive changes, be a positive example, and remember that he chose you for a reason. So be true to that self. Don't let other people change the you that he fell in love with. I I I agree, but do you, I'm I'm now now I'm asking a therapist. Okay, I don't have that. Do you feel that sometimes spouses marry their mother or father? You know what? I think there's always a sprinkle of comfort and characteristics that are familiar to you. Um, to say that really everyone has a type, but that type was kind of something you had ingrained in your kind of development uh, growing up. Mm. So mom will have some kind of influence. Dad will have an influence. Sometimes the community, the culture, the church. There's a lot of deciding factors. Mm. Yeah. So the reason why I asked that, there's this show I stumbled upon on YouTube. I think it was called Blue Therapy. It was bait. You saw that? I'm going to have to know. I'm going to have to write this down now. It was so good. There was an offshoot of that blue therapy show, but it took place in the UK. I'm going to have to look that up. That show was amazing. But on the offset, well, let me talk about blue therapy real quick. Let me tell you, it was three couples and they went in for couples counseling and it was eight sessions and they showed everything they Thank kept you. that camera right there there was it's no editing. oh and and how many times did they bring up mom issues <laughs> not in the beginning as most yeah yeah most I the therapists think yeah yeah but it's it's always comes you know when you start digging yes it's the blind spot starts to uncover yeah. and in the show they each each of their partners come to find out when they start pulling layers back were reminiscent of their mother or father. Yes. And it literally blew them off of this chairs. Mm. Woo. Mm. Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't treat it, you will repeat it. Let me write that down. <laughs> you will. I like that a yeah. lot. Because a lot of that can represent a connection that's different, you know, than maybe that mother-son relationship, right? To say, man, I've always wanted to just make my mother proud and have this connection, right? And sometimes finding that woman 
is the extension of wanting that healing and wanting that attachment that they might not have gotten from their mothers. And so, yeah, it, it's all just a continued story. Sometimes. Wow. Yeah. That's some good stuff, Joy. Yeah, it's interesting. Ooh. People are interesting. Very much so. All right, here's our last question. Unless you all have questions for Joy, have them come in because we're starting to wrap up. All right. Does this toolkit, I guess, uh, talking about the AAA, include yes. the backup plan to apply for jobs for out of state? I've been in this. I mean, my friend has been in this game for 30 years, <laughs> and I'm just wondering. <laughs> Asking for a friend. You Asking know what? For a friend. <laughs> yes, I think it's, you know, available in every state. But, you know, it's one of those things to say when you don't know where to start and you have to have a difficult conversation or you have to talk to a difficult person, this is a way to kind of guide you so you don't lose your point and what you have to say. Right. I love that. Um, I feel for myself, well, I think now that I'm thinking, I had a aha moment just now i think because i'm so emotionally depleted with high conflict people i my patience is very low yeah. and i just i don't want to argue back and forth but i also don't want to deal with i just mm -hmm. remove myself or yeah. and I, and then i'm still learning on how to remove myself with certain people too it's still a work in progress but it is i'm a like i'm literally emotionally depleted from yes. any of that I, yes. and it's and it's healthy for you to say no and set limits. I love that. I love that. So we have several people in the chat. If you all scroll up, I dropped Joy's Instagram and her link tree, and it's a live button. So matter of fact, why don't you go click on the Instagram link, follow Joy, tell her hello. She has a great page. And her, I love her uh, videos on her Instagram are hilarious. And yet you still learn. So please follow her and um, definitely go to her link tree. I will drop it again in the chat in case you all did not see it. But um, Joy, it's always such a pleasure. Um, I'm so sure much. the way you deliver your just your delivery. I'm sure you see a lot of healing moments with your clients, which is, I think, beautiful. Thank you. I, yeah. I really do. I really feel completely honored to hear these stories, sometimes for the first time, mm. and have that trust and create that safe space for them. Yeah. It's, it's something I'm lucky. I'm lucky to do. Oh, do you mind before we get off? Do you mind sharing about how you created <laughs> finding more joy? I, I really would love to hear that story. Well, yeah, like wait, wait, wait. If you all want to hear the story, drop a one in the comment section. Just drop a one right down there. Okay, so let's hear it. Yeah. So when the pandemic started. This is kind of the dream I had because I was stuck at home, really isolated from friends and family. And I had felt myself just experiencing some depressive moments. Mm -hmm. And I really got to this point where I wondered, is anyone else feeling this way? 
You know, they don't tell you how to get through a pandemic. You just have to get through it. Right. And I know I needed someone to talk to. And I wondered if other people wanted to be heard. And so I felt like I, in the middle of a pandemic, needed to find more joy in my daily activities. And so that's where Find More Joy came from, just as a brand. And I wanted to help people find more joy in all of these different moments in their life, even the lessons, and really just kind of being the best version of themselves. So that's what I did during the pandemic. Really? Yes. And I never did videos. I didn't even have an Instagram. And I would have to like YouTube how to make it. It was a long process, but yeah. And now it's almost at a thousand followers. I'm so excited. Wow. Yes. Thank you to each and every one of you of just joining me on this journey. It's, it's something that you don't have to walk alone. So come join me over at Find More Joy. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok and my link tree. I am taking new clients. I am a private licensed therapist, been doing this for about 12 years. Let, let's take a while, you know, to get to know each other and let's change our lives. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So if you all heard anything, if you if you really liked this episode tonight and you'd love to support the channel, I drop a link in the description box. You can buy me a coffee or some water for my next podcast. You can just go ahead and click the link and it'll take you straight to my buy me a coffee page. Um, you know, just to support the content if your soul vibrates. But um, Joy, did you want to leave with any last words? I'm just so encouraged of what you no. are doing on this platform. I want you to just know as a black woman, girl, mm. you're proud. So proud of you. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank you for including me tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, you know what? One last thing. Joy, guess what? What? You are a black girl that has her shift together, ma'am. <laughs> Let me find out. Thank you. So You're much. welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let me know what your, your thoughts. Matter of fact, follow me on Instagram, please. Um, Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Also, go to Facebook. Follow on Facebook. And if you'd like to join the private Facebook group, it's Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together Vibe Tribe, where we take the discussion further and we talk about it in, in a safe non-judgmental space and we always talk about you know what are your thoughts about tonight's topic and sometimes people don't really feel comfortable going live but it is a private group so make sure um go to facebook and request it i am i too am taking new people in the group <laughs> Okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thank Good you so night. much, Joy. This for the queen. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Hit your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme.
supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Crunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.